Hello and welcome to Central Life Church and this is our podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and we pray that it encourages you, inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Today I want to talk on misfits. Most of my life I have felt like a misfit. I always wanted to be part of the cool, popular crowd, to be accepted as a cool person but it just never happened. I was very down on myself, thinking I was a second-rate person. As I have got older, I revel now in my uniqueness. I'm not sophisticated. I often speak without thinking. I am trying to improve on this. But never belonging to the cool, popular crowd is a blessing. For those who have felt like me, please realise We are in good company. Jesus was a misfit in his society. He surrounded himself with misfits. His friends were not the popular, cool crowd. They were tax collectors, fishermen and the likes. So misfits, we are blessed. Jesus was and is for the misfits of this world. Andrew, Peter, James and John the sons of Zebedee, worked as fishermen. Matthew 4, 18 to 22, relates that Andrew and Peter were fishing, plying their trade when Jesus called them. And James and John were mending nets with their father. Fishing was actually a respectable profession. Matthew was a tax collector. He was sitting in the collector's booth when Jesus called him. Matthew 9, 9 to 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the toll collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call us righteous but sinners. Matthew belonged to a group of tax collectors who extorted money from travellers. Tax collectors were hated and counted as traitors. It is not known what profession Judas Iscariot had, but he was a keeper of the disciples' money. In John 12, verse 6, it tells us he was a thief. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, a keeper of the money bag. He often used to help himself to what was put in it. Not too much is known about the occupation of the rest of the 12 disciples, but going from what I've read in the Bible, they were just your average person like you and me. Jesus did not hang out with what society today would call the cream of society. 
His disciples, for instance, were just like us, everyday people with who had flaws. And I have wondered why Judas Iscariot was chosen as a disciple. Jesus would have known the character of Judas. And the Bible says the reason was so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. In John 17, 12, Jesus says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one has been lost, except the sign of destruction, that these scriptures would be fulfilled. So Jesus was not caught unaware of Judas' betrayal. Judas was the son of destruction. Jesus chose Judas knowing very well that he had a wicked, unbelieving heart and would betray him, leading to the fulfilment of the scriptures. Then we have Peter, who was renamed, classified as the rock. He denied Jesus three times. He was an unlikely person to found the church, but he did. When we look at the characters of the disciples, they were all like us. Apart from Judas, Jesus loved them and trusted them, warts and all. If he loved them unconditionally, he does the same for us. He does not see us as we see ourselves. He sees us as his sons and daughters. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18, and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, as the Lord Almighty. As a father, he sees our potential in him, not as we see ourselves. I know for myself, I always thought of myself as a nothing, a nobody who had no particular talents to offer God. That was not how God saw me, and it's not how he sees you. He sees us as precious children who can fulfill the plans he has for us. I am now able to see my years of waiting, wondering of what use I could be to God. They were my years of preparation for the things I do now. I could never have imagined me, Shirley, doing these recordings. Yes, I'm not comfortable in front of a camera, but it is a part of what God has called me to do. I am not an eloquent speaker, but neither was Moses. And look at all he accomplished once he said yes to God. God wants hearts that says yes to him. Eleven of his disciples said an unequivocal yes to Jesus. They had no idea of how they would be used or what was ahead for them. A simple yes was what was needed then and still is still all that is required of us today. From there it is a trust in God that he will lead us into the best he has for each one of us. Like the disciples, our journeys start with a simple yes. Father, I just pray for everything that you have done for each and every one of us. Father, help all of us to have a heart like the disciples did, that when Jesus asks anything of us, that all we need to do is say, 
and Jesus will make a way for the rest of it. May us all have hearts that are open and willing and ready to say yes to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to those who give generously to help us continue this ministry. To support us, visit us on the web at www.centrallife.com.au or at the PayPal link in the description. To find out more about us, follow us on Facebook and you can also find us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.